Welcome, friends, to this episode of the Gridiron Summer Podcast, where we discuss everything NFL. My name is Bryce, and with me is my good friend and co-host, Jacob. Um, we had fun th- discussing the uh, tight ends and quarterbacks last uh, episode. This episode, we're going to look at running backs and wide receivers, the top five at each position. But first, again, we're going with a couple of quick slants. I'll start with the first one, and my first quick slant is going to be the Roquan Smith drama in Chicago. Interesting situation. It kind of came on hot and quick. I know that he was looking for a new deal in the offseason, and they hadn't reached anything. And then this past week, he comes out saying they don't value me here. Pretty disgruntled um, and upset with however contract negotiations were going. I think the big thing that I took away from this is, okay, so in Chicago, you've got a new GM and a new head coach. The new GM, and just for a little background, Roquan Smith is a linebacker for the Chicago Bears Pro linebacker, or all pro, he might be yeah. all pro, but a Pro Bowl level linebacker, yeah. one of the best in the league. For sure. Crazy talented. So this is no just kind of average player seeking a new deal and an average player that they would just be losing. This is the heart and soul of their defense. And honestly, one of the few, sorry Bears fans, but talented cornerstone pieces on your roster. So at this point now, you've got what I think is – Really, kind of an interesting philosophical battle here, and I'd like to—I'd love to be a uh, fly on the wall in these conversations. Is the new head coach Matt Eberflus is a defensive coordinator in Indianapolis, who had Darius Leonard, a right. top-level linebacker, one of the best in the league, and was clearly a position premium for them. Right? right. Okay. Now look at your GM office, who is Ryan Poles, who comes from Kansas City, who. They, they very don't. little investment in linebackers. Yeah. And they tried to send good ones like Nick Bolton and Willie Gay getting Mike Rose as an undrafted free agent. Haha, uh, Iowa State Cyclone fans will love that. Right. And, and that un- undervaluing of linebackers goes way back to those uh, Kansas City uh, guys being from Philadelphia. Clearly, Philadelphia does not vil- value their linebackers either. It's a whole... Um, organization-wide uh, approach approach yep. that none of them value that position. Right. So uh, it'd just be interesting. Are Matt Eberflus and Ryan Poles on the same page with this? Are they both okay with the thought of, okay, he's going to hold out. We might have to trade him. Or are they not? Is it GM versus coach? It's just an interesting thought to me I, I that really hasn't been discussed because we're all just focusing on, is he going to get traded? But um, hard to say. I mean – with that comes too, though, you're going to have far less suitors wanting to trade for a linebacker that's going to get paid that much money. Right. You have to you have to uh, pony up the capital to get him and then pay him a record-setting or a positional-setting uh, new deal. Uh, not every team wants to do that. But um, so going with my quick slant now, I'm going to talk about so the uh, Deontay Johnson deal. He just got a new two-year $36 million deal to add on to his – his contract. Um, he was looking for a new deal. Obviously, got it. I personally wouldn't have paid him. However, when the numbers came out, it wasn't um, a horrible, horrible deal for the Steelers. Pretty team friendly. Um, with two years, you you can get out of it in a couple years. Obviously, um, he Deontay Johnson hits free agency. By that time, you're gonna know um, what Calvin Austin and George Pickens ha- are like. They're two recent draft, recent guys they drafted in this class. Um, two guys I liked coming out. We'll see if they turn into anything. But 
for now, you'll have Deontay Johnson to help Kenny Pickett develop, help that wide receiver room develop, and then after two years, you can make a decision on are you going to sign him again or are you not. Deontay Johnson, nothing against him. He just, to me, he's sort of like Jordan Matthews with the Eagles a few years ago. He's not a superstar player. He's a good player, but not a, a guy you're kind of looking to upgrade. It's a great point. And, and honestly, the Steelers getting the contract that he did and the term on that was really beautifully done. Kind of surprised he even took the deal. Right. But, I mean, you got to take the money. But that being said, Bryce is totally right. It's so hard. He's one of those players that, okay, probably not great, but they're not, but they're better than good. They're just in that really thin line, and it's hard to know if I pay them, is he going to get to great, or is he just, this is where he's at. Is right. this his peak? Right. Has he already peaked? Hard to know with a guy like him. So, great point on that, Bryce. I completely agree with your direction on that. So now, we'll go ahead and get into our running back and wide receiver rankings. As we said um, on our last pod, and same here, this is ranked on the player today so we're not going to take into account necessarily like previous seasons or career stats or what we think they're going to be in two years it's today so that can be a combination of where they're at injury wise that could be a combination of talents um and what they bring to the really i think the big thing is what do they bring to the table and then comparing them all against each other right okay so with that being said bryce go and start with your number five running back so number five, I'm going with Alvin Kamara. Uh, obviously, super talented running back out at, in uh, for the Saints. Um, seems to always be healthy, um, and now without Mark Ingram, he's a primary back in, there in New Orleans. A freak athlete, catches the ball out of the backfield, um, even lines up in the in the slot. Um, just a well-rounded running back. Absolutely, I think that's a great. Great choice. I've got Kamara in my top five as well. He's just had such a kind of like a drop in momentum. I mean, really, I think if you would have had me do this pull at this time last year, I think I would have made him probably my number one. Mm-hmm. Had some injuries and then a weird off season with a legal issue with a assault case yeah, in Vegas. I, yeah. Just kind of a weird place to be. And it's hard, again, you know, as I always say, availability is your best ability. Well, is he going to be suspended? I mean, I don't know if that's been decided. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Just a weird time. It's hard to put him really, really high up on the list. My number five, and this was tough. I went, I really went between two players here, and I'll tell you who they are. I, I went between Saquon Barkley and Christian McCaffrey. Yep. It's eerie how similar their careers have kind of been when yep. they came in hot and did such a great job on bad teams. And those bad teams have led to them getting – I think you can point some of the injuries they've had on their team's performance, right? So I had to kind of go back and forth, but let's say fully healthy on the same exact team on a neutral field, to me, Saquon Barkley is a Hall of Fame talent. Not that Christian's not, but I think we can agree Saquon's just kind of like what's possible for him is another level. So he's healthy. You're going to see him deployed a lot of wide receiver this year, which I think is going to be fun. But healthy, good to go. He's, he's uh, from what my knowledge and just being a Giants fan, he's practicing normally, all back in. He's my number five with kind of an asterisk of just immense potential to soar higher than five. But I just kind of 
coming off those injuries and bad injuries. Right, right. I have to kind of scale back. So he's right. my number five. Right. I had a I had a major debate in my head there too with Christian McCaffrey, Saquon Barkley. I ended up leaving him off of my list. I had I mean, the reason I is again obviously those those injuries like you don't know what I mean you hear that they were healthy but I don't know just I felt like I had five really good running backs on my list um so they just ended up getting left left off so uh, my number four um would be Dalvin Cook dominant in in Minnesota um for the Vikings um obviously a few injury concerns there. I mean, coming coming out in out of the draft, there was injury concerns there, and that's why he fell to the second round. Um, so far in his career, has uh, dominated there in Minnesota. So he's my number number four running back. This, and that's a great one. This got kind of hard. I thought after like four and five, were really hard to distinguish. Really between about like four guys. Yeah. yeah. Um, my number four going in this is going to be Derrick Henry. But I really grapple the game with Saquon, Christian McCaffrey, Dalvin Cook, and even Joe Mixon. I mean, Joe Mixon right. really kind of came on last year. I might bite my words a little bit by not putting him where Saquon is, but I just going on a healthy Saquon, talent to talent, I'm going Saquon Barkley. My number four, like I said, is Derrick Henry. I, I, I don't want to be a Debbie Downer here. I think this is a year you're really going to see a decline. I think I, I could be wrong. I hope I'm wrong, but you, it just at what point does all it, that beating yes take a toll? I as a bet, I'll just bet you know, it could be this year. Yeah. I, maybe I should preface that I don't want it to be this year. I hope it's not this year. Right? Odds are though, each year is going to become more and more high odds that it does. Right? But where he's at right now, he's King Henry. You could even argue he should be higher than four. Um, I just put him there because the guys I have higher can do a little bit more in an offense. Mm-hmm. To me, versatility is definitely something I'm taking into account with my receivers and running back rankings. What can you do mm-hmm. for your team? Now, what Derrick Henry does might be a little bit more one or two dimensional. It's the best of what he does. But right. that being said, I've got him at number four. Right. That makes sense. Um, kind of. I mean, we're going to see, I put Derrick Henry a little bit higher than four on my list. Can't um, argue it. But, so my, going to number three for me, I got Nick Chubb. Um, there, he's in a two-headed backfield there in Cleveland, although it's probably not going to be two-headed for very much longer. They do have a couple of, uh, young guys they like a lot, Dearnest Johnson, um, and Jerome Ford. We'll see if they can pick up the slack of Kareem Hunt. It's more than looks more and more likely that he's not going to play there in Cleveland this year. So we'll see what Nick Chubb does with those added opportunities. But number three on my list is Nick Chubb. It's funny to say that you kind of thought I devalued Derrick Henry a little bit. I think you're devaluing Nick Chubb at three. But you got a great point. It'll be really interesting. I don't know that Kareem Hunt is going to be there. He's not a guy I would extend. I, I doubt it. I doubt he's going to be there. Yeah. But they've had, as we saw with Baker, boy, they'll hold on to him as long as they feel. Yeah, it's almost to me kind of a stubborn thing, more than anything. Like, oh, we we'll let you know when we'll trade you. You don't come tell us. Mm-hmm. Just it'll be interesting to see how that plays out because Kareem Hunt is an uber talented player. Right. He just plagued his career a little bit with some off-field yeah. incidents. That being said, my number three. 
I alluded to this with a weird offseason um, and kind of some injuries last year, but when, assuming he's all healthy and good to go, Alvin Kamara, what can't he do? I mean, he, he is a all-around-the-field guy, crazy usage, crazy talent. He's as good as some receivers in the league, and he's as good as any of the running backs in the league. Mm-hmm. So that versatility, that talent, um, he's my number three with kind of a fingers crossed that, one, he's not suspended mm-hmm. and healthy. But from what all accounts, it sounds like he'll be good to go for the season. So Yep, makes sense. Um, so going to number two, I got uh, Jonathan Taylor. I'm sure he, this is going to be Jake's number one. I'd be surprised if he's not. But uh, Jonathan Taylor for me is number two. To me, it was between my top three. It was like a tiers. T- tier one to me was uh, the top three in my list, and then it, it dropped off a little bit after that. But so it was um, picking between apples and oranges here again um, with, Jonathan, well, with Jonathan Taylor at number two. I, I can't argue, and, and I'm going to cheat a little bit, and I might call this my 1A, 1B, because who I have at the top... I wanted to go with 1A, 1B, 1C. <laughs> who I have at the top, I really can't find a whole lot of gap between. I have Chubb as two, and then I've got Taylor as one. But, I mean, neck and neck. Mm. Going into... Taylor really kind of blew away... His peers, it felt like this year, was just the performance he put on. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm putting him there. He kind, it kind of felt like he assumed king of the running backs in the NFL with the season he had, and and even with the the Colts did not utilize him as much at the beginning of the year. Right. It really came on in the second half. Yep. The second half. So I mean, gosh, what if they would have? Yeah. It could have been a historic year. Nick Chubb though is every bit there. Yeah. Nick Chubb is almost, to me, underrated. And it might just be because he's such a quiet personality, it kind of feels like. Yeah, maybe. It could be the Kareem Hunt thing. It could be that, too. Kareem takes away some of the shine. Yep. But Nick Chubb is... And Cleveland. Being in Cleveland. Yep. Nick Chubb is every bit as up there. So, I I can see... The running back there, it definitely was hard to distinguish some of these guys. But I've got Nick Chubb, two, and I've got Jonathan Taylor, one. So, rounding out the list, i got Derrick Henry at number one. Sure. Just an unbelievable player. You've never seen anything like it in the league. Just a linebacker playing yeah. running back. Um, sure, the passing attack is not, like, he's not catching a whole lot of balls out of the backfield. It don't matter when he's that elite at running the football. By the, end, by the fourth quarter, defenders don't want to tackle him. So, um just unbelievable talent there at running back. Um, yes, you can argue maybe he's going to drop off. I haven't seen it yet. We haven't seen it, so, so you can't take that into account. Right. So I'm going with Derrick Henry at number one. It really comes down a little bit too of a preference. Would, do you want a guy like Henry who, okay, let's say in the running game is an A+, but in the passing game, let's just call him a, let's just call him a B. Whereas like Jonathan, let's we'll say Alvin Kamara in the passing and running game is A- and A-. Right. So it's just it, it, he is King Henry. He you can really make the argument that he is the top running back in the league. Mm-hmm. For so sure. rounded that out. Now we'll go to wide receivers. This I thought I knew my top five, but how to rank them was really hard in my opinion. I even outside of the top five, I had a hard sure. time finding that. Like it, yeah. this was definitely the hardest position I had to order them. And it's a wide receiver league, so there are just yep. so many. I mean, uh, hence my all these top guys five. 
I imagine I'll have probably one or two that's in everyone's top fives, but my ever other three might not be, and it yeah. could be a whole new other three. That being said, number five wide receiver price. I have a little bit of probably a surprise for some people. I have Keenan Allen here. Just unbelievable route running, unbe- unbelievable foot uh, feet uh, footwork. Sorry, um, for a wide receiver. If I was going to build an ultimate wide receiver, and you wanted a, you wanted the footwork of one receiver in the league, no doubt about it, it's Keenan Allen for me. Just an unbelievable and obviously a really good catcher of the football too. Not very many drops coming out of Keenan Allen. Yeah, that's a great point. Keenan Allen's another kind of get underrated a little bit. Consistent, kind of, too. Yeah, yeah, you just kind of forget about him. And that might be the beginning of his career was a lot of injuries. And yep. I think it just stalled what he could have been. And then he got he, then he got healthy, and now he's where he was. But people, I think, moved on almost. Like, yep. oh, yeah, Keenan Allen. I can't argue it. Great choice. My number five, I might – He's a name that is rising on people's boards. I just need to see a little bit more. I have Justin Jefferson as my number five. Crazy talent. Crazy good. Next year, he'll probably be higher than five. You're going to regret that next year. Yeah, but just today, I just – I need – there's a, four guys that I would just rank higher right now in a year. I'll probably have him in my top three because he is on his way to that level. Today, he's number five for me. So going to number four, this guy it, he is DeAndre Hopkins. Now he's suspended right now, which obviously concerning there. But um, talent-wise, I feel like people kind of forgot about him this offseason um, because of that suspension. He's not playing the first six games, but talent-wise, the guy is the number four um, on my list here. It's a great choice to me. I just think this group has kind of surpassed him a little bit. I think he's on the – I just don't think he's in that top echelon anymore. But it's still DeAndre Hopkins. I can't yep. argue much against it. Yep. My number four had the career – or had the season of his life. It will go down as one of the greatest receiving seasons. It's Cooper Cup. I understand that he might not have – well, you know, I'm going to take that back. I think a lot of people look at him because he's your people think he looks like he belongs on the New England roster because he's <laughs> white and quick, but he's more than that. I think he gets labeled incorrectly, and I yeah. think he gets thrown in that group. He's just as fast and just as talented as some of these other guys on the list, but I think he just he gets labeled incorrectly a little bit. We all think of that oh, gritty white short slot receiver that's not him he's big he's thick he's strong and he's fast and he just capped off one of the best seasons in receiver history he's a hard worker i've got yeah i've got cooper cup at number four who do you have at three so at number three uh i have cooper cup um again like jake was saying just a an unbelievable uh receiver uh in the league obviously coming off that historic year does he do it again i doubt it but he doesn't have to to still be a top five receiver in my list. Yeah, absolutely. I, I again, I, I goes back to I just think he's almost a little under appreciated, and undervalued because of because he's not the explosive plays aspect of it. Right. Maybe he's not the Tyreek Hill getting ninety yard touchdowns. Right. Exactly. Yep. But he's Great getting point. first downs consistently. Great point. So my number three. It's going to look bad in a couple months, I think, because of the quarterback play he's about to sustain. Um, it's not 
though indicative of him as a receiver. Oh, I think I know where you're I've going. I've got DK Metcalf here. He, to me, if I had to create a receiver, yeah. it's DK Metcalf. And I think that he's the perfect blend of size and speed and strength. It's all there for him. I think he was misutilized in a um, Seahawks offense that kind of struggled to maximize Russell, maximize DK. Maybe they'll figure it out this year. They've kind of had some offensive coordinator changes throughout the year. I think DK Metcalf might not have the season that he stat-wise that you know you would expect just because of a weird quarterback situation with Drew Locke and Geno Smith. But that being said, as far as talent goes and the receiver himself, DK is my number three. Okay, so now going to my number two receiver, uh, I have Justin Jefferson. Jake's mentioned him earlier there for the Minnesota Vikings. Just a dominant receiver. Yes, he's young. He's still 22 years old, and I'm putting him at my number two receiver. Um, in that offense with Kirk Cousins, just um, consistently winning in every a- aspect of the game. He's a deep threat. He's, he catches a lot of balls, goes in the slot. Um, just... Yeah, that's a great choice. Again, immense talent. He'll probably be up there for me next year. It's just, again, I – Guess I have some reservations that I just would like to see another season or two, but it's all there. I have no argument against that. And hopefully with a new coach, O'Connell there, can maybe maximize Kirk Cousins' arm a little bit more, and you're going to see even more Justin Jefferson. And as Adam Thielen starts to kind of sail off a little bit, it's only going to be mean more primary targets for Justin Jefferson. My number two, I went back and forth on this one. One or two, one or two, one or two. Eventually, I landed on my number two receiver is Debo Samuel. I wanted hmm. to make him one, but I made him two. Complete usage in just every form, whether it be running back, receiver. What I mean, he can do it all. He can go deep. He can play short. He can run any route you ask him to. Because of that versatility, he's, to me, a definite top five. And then, in this case, for me, number two. Yeah, he's not your traditional receiver, but he is consist- considered as a receiver. And because of what he does, I think that brings him up levels compared to the other guys. I mean, sure, very talented receiver, but is he a top five receiver? I, I have a hard time seeing that. With with the talent of this league, I, I don't see how Debo Samuel can be. Yes, is he a uh, uh, top five gadget player in the league, if you want to call him that? What? Yes, but... I don't see him as a top five receiver. See, I think it gets mislabeled because of that. I think because he does those gadget things that your people will automatically put him in like a category with like, um, this is a bad analogy, but like a Dexter McCluster. But he's not that. He Because he's so good at doing things that like gadget players do or running backs, because he does such a good job at running back, you don't give him the compliment he deserves when he does play receiver. I think what he does so well in other roles, people don't focus him. or yeah, it, it, they don't give him the credit he deserves as just a receiver. Probably because too, though, in a game you're going to see him play that traditional receiver role, like a third of what right. Justin Jefferson's going to do. Right. So maybe you know if if Debo Samuel didn't play running back at all, and they just told him to be receiver, he'd maybe be in your top five, but for a different kind of look. But I get where you're saying 
Right. It's hard to put him there when he's kind of like split duties. Right. Right. But I totally get it. I think you can go either way on that one. I mean, I see the argument for it. He's he is a very versatile player in the league. So obviously a weapon, uh, the ultimate weapon uh, for the receivers. I mean, you're not seeing uh, Justin Jefferson line up no. at running back. He's so. a he is a unicorn. Right. For sure. So it's hard to label him. But as long as he's considered a wide receiver, which he primarily is to me, he's top two. Each. Right. That means you and I have the same number one. Devontae Adams. No. What? <laughs> okay. Devontae Adams is my number one. I, I don't understand how it's he's not. He's an all-around package at receiver. Uh, ultimate route runner. Uh, sure, he's moving to Oakland. We'll see how that affects his career. Was it all Aaron Rodgers dominating? Uh, It'll be hard to say because he's going to still have a very good quarterback. Oh, yeah. So we'll probably never, it, we'll but, never know if it was like... Now, granted, Devontae Adams is an amazing receiver. Right. I don't think you need to go look at it think that the quarterback was the reason. But No, no right. But we're not going from Hall of Fame to Hall of Fame like Devontae seems to think here. I'm Devontae Adams is a great right receiver. He would be in my top ten. But the fact that you did not have – I don't think it's even – I think he ran away with it last year. Jamar Chase is the number one receiver. The number one receiver the in the league? The number one receiver in the league. He does it all. He's the best at it. He, to me, is the number one receiver in the league. And I, I would take him over Devontae Adams any day of the week. I disagree. <laughs> totally disagree. I thought for sure that you were going to pick Jamar Chase number one because we both loved him coming out of LSU. Yep. Oh, yeah. And he did nothing but uh, verify our praise for him coming out last year. You're not wrong. But for the same argument I made against Justin Jefferson, you could say, I need to see more. Right. And I that's mean, fair. I, it's, it's kind of the same argument I made for Kyle Pitts earlier. Yeah. Uh, just he's not established in the league, I don't feel like, yet. I just think – Jamar Chase. He had a dominant year, but yeah. is he established? With what he showed last year, he can do things that just some people cannot. It's just kind of a different right. level of awesomeness, as I'll say. <laughs> so, but Devontae Adams, I mean, especially from like a production value, I totally get it. I mean, he, he's he gets, I think, oftentimes not the credit he deserves because he was with Aaron Rodgers, but it should not take away from how good he is. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So that covers our receivers and running backs. I'll go ahead and recap what we have here. So Bryce's top five, starting at number five for running back, was Alvin Kamara. Four was Dalvin Cook. Three, Nick Chubb. Two, Jonathan Taylor. One, Derrick Henry. I had five, Saquon Barkley. Four, Derrick Henry. Three, Alvin Kamara. Two, Nick Chubb. One, Jonathan Taylor. My receivers in order were Justin Jefferson, five. Cooper Cup, four. DJ Metcalf, three. Debo Samuel, two. Jamar Chase, one. And Bryce had Keenan Allen, five. DeAndre Hopkins, four. Cooper Cup, three. Justin Jefferson, two. Devontae Adams, one. Again, that concludes our rankings for the quarterbacks, tight ends, running backs, and wide receivers as they stand today in the NFL in this week of August as we go into the 2022 season. Thank you for listening. Our next pod will be Bryce and I ranking where we think teams will land in their division by place. So first place, second place, third place, fourth place. We'll go through and give you an outlook on where we think teams are going to be in the season, who's going to win their division, who's going to really stink in their division, those kind of middle no-man land teams. We're going to break all that down for you as we go into the season. 
and get you geared up for a really fun season to come up. So thanks for listening and please send us your feedback.